another fat podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, today's subject is going to be something that was spurred by last night's conversation at the restaurant. We have some friends in from out of town to do some charity powerlifting. We raised some money for some really sick kids, the Hope Kids. Um, it's a really great organization. Donate to it if you can. But we were having conversations about the pandemic because my friend is a pharmacist. And he is on my side of the street. Not And again, I'm not an anti-vaxxer or any of that craziness. I'm not that way either, too. I said, I just want science applied to this medication. And it wasn't. And we started talking about the downfall of science in the last decade or so. And it's just not a phenomenon to the United States. It's everywhere. And so I thought today I would cover what science is not. What science is not. Science is not looking for an answer and then finding everything that comes up with that. That's not science. Science is coming up with a theory, a hypothesis, a presumption, and then prove, disproving, disproving, disproving everything else could line up to that. Shall I give you an example? Okay, say we have a medication and we're trying to cure XYZ disease, and I say this cures it in a week. So I design drug trials, where sometimes we give the 100 patients the medication. Sometimes we give them a higher dose, a group of higher dose, a lower dose. Sometimes we give people no medication. So we give the people the full dose of the medication, this group of 100, and everyone else has different problems. So say the placebo group, the group that got nothing, they store sick with XYZ disease. The ones that had half the dose, some of them got better, some of them got well, but there's a mixed bag there. So you're thinking, oh, maybe this medication works. Well, you have to prove, prove that other things could not account for it. Maybe the patients changed their diet. Maybe they're naturally immune to the disease. Maybe you misdiagnosed and didn't get the right disease after all. And you have to keep working it and working it. Then once you prove the thing works, you gotta prove it's safe too. You know, oh wow, the surgery is successful. Unfortunately, the patient died. That's, that's not good medicine. Oh, medication worked. It got rid of the disease, but they died from the side effect. That's not helping anyone. So, and, and I laugh, but I shouldn't laugh because that's what, where we are today. And science is not having all these basic foundational presumptions. You know, like the law of gravity, the laws of biology, and we discount the laws of biology when it comes to this one medication or this vaccination or this virus. Yeah, that's right, this virus. Because we've had COVID viruses around forever. Ever. And you've all probably had at least one or two before 2019. But again, we, we discount all that information. See, science builds on one theory that is proving on top of another one. And you make sure that it's integrated and you can correlate. That means, hey, if something, you know, with say OC43 um, is true in America, it's true in China, it's true in Russia. It's true in the big town, it's true in the little town. 
And if it's not, then we have to find out why. Well, maybe they have well water. Maybe they don't. Maybe the well water plus this causes this. Maybe someone who doesn't take any zinc or get vitamin D, they have worse results. No one did that to extrapolate the facts. Science is not history. Science is not art. And definitely science is not religion. We have turned it into a religion, blind belief. Well, because so-and-so says it's true, it must be. Uh, you've done no research. I love when they said you had MDs. Now, these are clinical MDs working in your neighborhood. Not the scientists, not the researchers, not the pharma company. When the vaccination came out, they had people saying it's safe for pregnancy. It had been out for four months. Last time I look, it takes nine months. And then you have to check. Now, were they presuming because they had presumption? All these other coronavirus um, vaccines that worked and were safe for pregnancy, that this one's made the same way it'll be safe. That's an extrapolation, which you shouldn't do. That's not science. That's an extrapolation. That's more clinical experience and clinical correlation. That's where the doctor makes the call. Okay? But they had none. I mean, we, got, we have a veterinarian dog vaccine for a coronavirus that causes some terrible GI stuff in little baby puppies, and it only works half the time. But we have nothing that has been tried on a human who was pregnant, but everyone said, oh, it's safe. I mean, I was already, you know, throwing stuff at my TV and wanting to choke out, you know, misinformed people, you know, before this comment came out. That's not science, folks. It's religion. It's religion. It's not even history. Look back at the history. If you look at the history of, you know, these shots, they've not been successful. They, you know, they've had some bad coronaviruses come out. Some nasty ones. I mean, the Middle Eastern one, oh my goodness, it was terrible. But guess what? There's no vaccinations that work for that. And there's no medications we think for that because we didn't try to do you know some natural antivirals that you can find maybe in your kitchen most kitchens probably not but in my kitchen yes natural antivirals that you know like zinc vitamin d you know all these medications that they've been using all over the world for humans that help improve th1 and th2 function help improve b cell function that's what we should have been doing. Now, we already know there's plenty of studies shown that related vitamin D status to the, the strength of the immune system. We've known that for decades, but yet we still let old people die in the nursing homes and let, you know, some kids get really sick. Oh, his nose is running again. Give him vitamin D. Oh, it's just going to school. Give him vitamin D. You got them all clothed up, you know, got clothes on. Maybe it's Minnesota and they get no bright sunshine. You know, so those are the things that, you know, you got to think about. That is science. Rule everything else out first. And it wasn't done. And then you had people like my neighbors putting a sign in the yard saying, I'm, I'm for science. That's not science. You've totally done a misdirection. Talk about national gaslighting. That's not science that I learned in school that I could still go to Amazon and get an old textbook. And that's what it says. 
Here's how you do the scientific method. <sighs> and plus, let's look, look, let's look how science can be applied to the things that aren't science, like history. You know, think about this. So for a while, they used to call the Eastern Roman Empire the Byzantine Empire. In fact, they still do. I still call it that once in a while to differentiate it from the Western Roman Empire when it split. But the Roman Empire did not fall apart in the late 400s AD with, you know, Germanic invasions, Frankish invasions of barbarians. Um, you know, Constantinople was built in the 300s and the emperor moved the capital there. You know, Rome was falling apart. They moved the capital to Ravenna up north, right, for a while because, you know, Rome was falling apart. It had maxed out. They were not doing any improvements. All the money was going into Constantinople in the east. Well, what happened? They eventually said, it, you know, this is too hard to manage. Let's have four emperors. Each gets a quadrant. That didn't work. Then they had two em emperors, eastern and western, co-emperors. And then for a while, the, the emperor in Constantinople tried to run the whole thing, you know, Justinian. But look at that stuff, right? Look at that stuff. What is that really telling you? What it should be telling you is that other people write history and you start believing it. And it gets rewritten and rewritten. Byzantine Empire. In about 800 AD, they crowned the French Emperor Charlemagne the Holy Roman Emperor. Well, there's already an empress. There's an empress, I think, at the time in Constantinople. And so the Pope crowned a new emperor. That, well, one, it was just a title. He didn't have all the Western Empire under his control. What was the Western Roman Empire? But guess what? Over time, they call, started calling them Greeks. They weren't Greek. In 800 AD, 1000 AD, they still considered themselves Roman. Now, they were speaking Greek in their everyday language, okay? But, and there's still Latin books. But guess what? that Constantinople was the most powerful medieval empire for hundreds of years. Somebody, ready for this? In the 1700s, 1800s, a historian started calling them Byzantine, named after the original name for the Greek fishing village that was Constantinople before Constantine said, here's the spot where I'm going to build my capital. And he built it from scratch. Okay? And those walls they put up lasted almost a thousand years before the Ottomans could break it down. By that time, it was just basically a city-state. If that, he really wasn't an emperor. He was a mayor, if you know anything about uh, history. But anyway, you know, the last Byzantine em emperor was into the 1400s. The last Roman emperor. Think about that. So we, everyone has skewed our feeling of Rome. We think of classic Rome. Julius Caesar, Augustus, the first emperor. We don't think about the last emperor over speaking Greek, being fully Christian, wearing plate mail and chain mail with a medieval sword with guns all around the turrets of Constantinople. Guns. Yeah, guns. G-U-N-S. But we don't think about that because our idea of history has been skewed. Now when they they when you apply science to say history, you would say, all right, Maybe this one or two views of the Greeks is wrong. So start doing the research. And guess what you find out? You're wrong. They consider themselves Romans. Here's all the Roman tradition, law, the way they did religion, all that stuff. 
it's amazing. It's amazing to me that people did not realize there's an Eastern Roman Empire. That what saved um, Europe in medieval times and even in late medieval times, post Renaissance, 1600s, what in 1500s, what saved Europe from the Ottoman invasion is the buffer zone, the Balkans. They that would be the Eastern Romans. Now. Guess what? Sitting back, looking at all that. What's it really mean? Well, Fred, you mean, I don't need to know that history. Well, it's been rewritten to the point where people don't even have forgot about it. They don't even understand it. Or they haven't read it themselves. So when I apply science, when someone says, I have this new drug out, I pull out, okay, what are you trying to kill? This bug? Let's see where this bug came from. Oh, we've been, we've been manipulating coronaviruses for 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. Did something get out of the lab? Oh, there's textbooks that say things escaped from the lab. I was already in the textbooks. Not even just research, textbooks. Yep, but they, you know, that stuff can get out. I mean, I'm reading it from a textbook. A basic microbiology viral textbook. And everyone's like, oh, well, this one didn't. This one, I'm like, stop. Just stop. And again, not that... Manipulating someone in a lab makes it stronger or worse or more political because it can be manipulated just by humans that it goes into. So one thing I want everyone to think about that what science is, is discovering the other answers and continually refining your answer. Could it be something else? Could it be something else? Yep, could it be something else? And you keep working on it and you follow lines of evidence. You don't make up evidence with a religious thought. Oh, it's safe because I said so. Or it didn't kill a mouse. Or it didn't kill a guinea pig from gestation, labor, delivery. It didn't affect the mom or the baby. We don't know yet how it affects a human. That's different. Science is not art. Art is in the eye of the beholder. Art is an opinion. Some people like Picasso. That abstract, bot, you know, disproportional faces. Some people like realism. I like a painting where it looks like a real person. Here's one, Impressionism. I'm looking at my Impressionist picture of a village town right above, right, right above our counter here in the dining room. I'm looking right at it. It's Impressionist. It looks like it's fuzzy. It looks like you need glasses. Well, that was French Impressionism. They're like, we don't have to be realists. I want you to get an impression from the painting. It's supposed to give you a feeling. And that's what it does. And there's a definite technique to do an abstract, to doing realism, or doing impressionism. But that's not science. One isn't better than the other. One isn't better than the other. That's, that's a belief. Ethics is not science. Morals is not science. That's all along the... The, uh, the length of religiosity, religion, things that can't be totally proven. Science, you can work things out and you extrapolate by other things. What did we do this time? We didn't extrapolate. Let's look at all the research on all the coronaviruses we did before. Let's look at all the vaccines. How did they work? Did they work or not? Let's look at all the antivirals we use on everything, every type of viral capsid. That's the outer shell. Let's look at everything that works, didn't work, kind of works. Let's look at everything we know about the human body. Maybe we don't want to ventilate someone who's got swollen 
um, inflamed lungs. Maybe they just need oxygen and, you know, IV steroids. Reduce the inflammation, up their oxygenation, pull off the water. I don't know. Instead of spraying it everywhere and blowing up their lungs. Just like you had a swollen knee, let's go do a heavy squat. No, ice it, get the inflammation down. So someone pushes what's good art and what's not. Socialization, that is more ethics. That goes into the, the realm of what's moral, what's not. And here we go, opinions. The statues and paintings that were in the public square in old Western um, pagan Rome were not the same ones that you would see walking down the streets of Constantinople a thousand years later in medieval times. They had a different politic. But you can't tell me the naked statue of David is not art. And an icon to the Theotokos in Constantinople is not art either. They're both art. But I guarantee that that David statue would not have been found in downtown Constantinople in the medieval times. It was too risque. They, were, they got a little puranical for a while. So what does this, all this mean? What is science? What is not? Start questioning things. That is science. Is that true? And that means on both sides of the plate. But when someone comes up and says, this is the truth, this is what we found, that's not true. You can say, my research and findings are this. This is what we believe we are seeing. This medication helps this disease in so many days at this dose. This is also, we've tried this on similar diseases, and it also works. There's a correlation there. Science is not religion. Science is definitely not politics or ethics or morals or the opinions of conservatives or libertarians or the, the, of um, democratic liberals or constitutionalists. It's not. Science is proving and describing the natural world around us. That's what science does. And most of the people have to take their blinders off. You put blinders off, that's not science. That's religion. You need to go away. And this has been another fact podcast.